Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Even though you might be facing some anger or some other issue in your marriage today, God's with you in the midst of that struggle. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley, and sometimes you need somebody to bluntly tell you the truth when your marriage is headed for the cliff. And uh, we have somebody that is a straight talker. He is blunt. I'll say that. Dr. David Clark. He's always fun to have. He always delivers biblical truth in such a great, powerful way. And he shares insights with Jim Daly about recognizing when your marriage is in trouble. Uh, David, welcome back to Focus. Well, my pleasure to be here. We love having you here. You're just so energetic, number one. You're fun to be with. I can't believe you can contain yourself in a counseling session. <laughs> you, you must be a very interesting counselor. I'm very active. I'm are very you directive. subdued when a couple is in front of you, or are you just in their face? I'm never subdued. <laughs> I can see I that. I tell them what to do and how to do it. That's why they're coming to me. I don't say, well, how do you, I have never, ever said in a counseling session, how do you feel about that? You get right just, to the point. Oh, come on. Yeah, we're going to get right to it. I love it. And uh, let me ask you, you believe there's some good news about bad marriages. Uh, how? Three words, join the club. of marriages get into the danger category at one point or another. Five to seven years, huge problem area. The seven-year itch is real. And then if you clear that, then it's going to be the 18 to 20-year mark, another huge upswing. Marriage breaks down. Annoying habits, male-female differences, uh, communication problems, conflict issues. Plus, no one ever taught you how to be intimate. In, In a great Christian home, if mom and dad did that, they did it behind closed doors. I don't know how to do it. So your marriage is going to break down. That's the bad news. In fact, in this great book, I Don't Want a Divorce, A 90-Day Guide to Saving Your Marriage, you mentioned kind of three basic marriage types. Let's start there. Good. First, we're unhappy but willing to work on it. Our marriage is struggling. We admit it. We're going to be honest here. Two adults, and we want to get better. Maybe, And there's different categories in that main category. But that's a, not a, a bad place to be. That's a good place. They're recognizing, okay, we're struggling. We're roommates. Right. Let's do better. Right. The couples who don't have the honest conversation, where I'm, I'm, I'm unhappy, you're unhappy, we're in trouble, those are the ones that end up getting divorced. If you'll voice it and you'll, you'll seek a plan like my plan or your pastor or, or focuses resources, uh, and, and the intensives are awesome, they're excellent, I send couples to the – you can make it. But you've got to have the conversation and you have to start doing something before it's too late. Let me ask you this, the want to. We're going to come back and get the other two real quick. But what about the want to that you're describing? How does a couple recognize, okay, we still have, I want to do it better in us? Oh, good question. I mean, that's it. It's usually going to be a conversation brought up by one of the spouses, probably going to be the woman because they're sensitive and they know what they're missing. Your basic guy doesn't know what he's missing. If there's food on the table, if we're okay in the bedroom, uh, if my job is okay, we, we're good. Hey, aren't we good? Don't, yeah. Not realizing the wife is dying inside, so she's going to bring it up. My theory is a good man's going to get it. You have to bring it up. You've got to be very direct. He'll realize, uh-oh, and then we go through a series of steps, and that if he loves his wife, and chances are he does, okay, what do I have to do? Initially, he doesn't know what he's missing. He'll do it for her, and that's a fine way to start. Eventually, a few weeks into the program, he'll realize, oh, I've been missing. I'm not deep. I'm not close to my wife. So that's where the, the want-to comes initially from, I love you. You're saying we're in, we're in trouble. I'm going to respond to that. What's the male thing about that? Why are we blind to that? What is it, ego? Are we saying, hey, even though we've got our issues, it's okay? Partly that. 
we're into control, and I don't want to feel like I'm out of control in my marriage. But underneath, the real reason is, uh uh-oh, if this is really a problem, much is going to be required of me. I'm going to have to learn how to be intimate. I'm going to have to really get deeper with my wife. I don't want to do that. I don't know how to do it. I'm not good at it. And so if I can somehow convince her that we're okay, then we don't have to do this. Well, it's the dumbest argument in the history of the world. She's already saying, I'm unhappy. We need to have a response to that, sir. Yeah. All right, let's go to the other two. Uh, You mentioned the we're unhappy stage but willing to work on it. What's number two? Number two is my spouse won't change. Many spouses are in this situation. Probably the woman, could be the man. But let's say it's the woman, and you have a husband who is not going to divorce you, but he is pretty much done with you. He is not going to be intimate with you, and he won't do anything to change. He won't read my book, I Don't Want a Divorce. He will not go to a seminar. He will not go to an intensive. He won't talk to your pastor. He's not going to make any changes. And this can happen over a period of years. And the wife's dying inside. What am I supposed to do if I have a husband or, or a spouse like that? What does the church offer me? Well, Dave Clark, through his book and focus, is we're offering you a plan, a clear plan, that will get his attention, hopefully motivate him, get him to repent from his sin, because that husband's in serious sin. If you're saying our marriage is in trouble and I'm not going to do anything to work on it, I'm breaking one of God's most important laws. And so that's a sinner, and we're going to confront that sin. And we'll come back around on each of these. We're going to explore them more, but um, we want to get the basics right up front. And the third one, then, is uh, what? My spouse has sinned big time, and I don't know that he deserves being married to me any longer. Right. This is the catastrophic crisis when the roof just caves in. I found out my husband is looking at pornography. And it's been a pattern. I found out he's got an emotional affair going with someone at work or Susie that he knew back in junior high, whatever. Or or he's got a full-blown affair. Or there's been an alcohol problem, a drug problem, financial irresponsibility. He's gambling. He's wasted our money. He's done something that or she's done something just outrageous. It's extremely sinful, and it's a massive crisis. How to heal. How to enter the system at that point, get the sinner to repent and get into recovery, and then heal from what has happened. That's the challenge in that right. situation. And I want to say, you know, every time you're voicing the he did this, you're, you're really saying he, she, the spouse, but it's fatiguing to always have to say he, she. So, you know, unless it's specific to male behavior, you're, you're really trying to refer to both genders that could be in trouble, right? Oh, exactly. And, yeah. and women are, I hate to say this, women are catching up in the sinning right. category. <laughs> so it could well, be yeah, either I way. Mean, that's it. That guy thinks and speaks so quickly and with such energy. I love having Dr. David Clark here. He is so good, and he delivers biblical truth. It's kind of like wrapped in a blanket. It it really has some weight to it, but it isn't all that hard to take because of the way he delivers that. Um, Dr. Clark mentioned three categories, Greg, that couples find themselves in. Not perfect, but willing to work on the marriage. Um, or the second category is, my spouse won't change. And the third is, my spouse sins big time, and I don't know if it's worth being married to him anymore. Now, offer a husband or wife some hope if they're in that second or third category. I think it's so important to understand that if you find yourself in that same place, thinking, well, my spouse won't change, and I'm so frustrated— or they're, they're making such big mistakes, I'm not sure that I can take this any longer. The, honestly, John, the real battle is, is to keep that heart of yours open. Because when we go through marriage challenges like that, and we just reach that spot of feeling so helpless and hopeless, what happens is that our heart begins to close. And over time, a closed heart will eventually harden. And what I've noticed 
sadly over working with couples all these years is that it seems like one spouse will hang in there, hang in there, hang in there, please change. Let's get help. And then their heart hardens. And, 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 and like magically the other spouse finally goes, okay, I'm ready to get help. And yet that first spouse, their, their heart is just totally hardened, mm. which is why I always encourage people. You just, you have to be aware of where's your heart. Is it hardening? This is when you have to be doing that good work to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, where you're going to get help from a counselor. Even if your spouse won't, there's nothing that keeps you from doing that because it's going to keep your heart open. You need those friends in your life who are offering support. I mean, you think of all the stories in the Bible where, you know, that that the main character just needed the support of a friend to keep going or yeah. to accomplish whatever that that person was trying to do. And, and, and it's setting boundaries, John, is actually a great way to keep your heart open. A, a good godly boundary is put in place so that my heart stays open. So if, you know, my spouse is behaving in certain ways or saying certain things, a boundary might be put in place so that your heart doesn't become hardened. And that's a battle. Mm. So just understand that. that yeah. That's your real fight because you can't control them. But you are responsible for the state of your heart. The other part of this is you got to bust up the system. Often within a marriage, we get trapped in just these ways of relating yep. that are so problematic, so dysfunctional, yet we keep doing them. The same pattern yeah. repeated over and over again. And I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not saying, well, you're equally at fault. Let's not even go there. But the fact is that we systems love homeostasis. In other words, we don't like to change. We want to keep things the way they are. And I'm telling you, a marriage system fights hard against mm-hmm. change. So busting the system is saying, this is no longer working for me, and and I refuse to exist in a marriage if this is what it's going to be like. We need help. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get help. I will no longer live in this way. Hmm. Now, your spouse is going to fight. The system's going to fight you on that, which is why you have to do this with a counselor. If your spouse says, I'm not going to go see a counselor, you go get that help. No one can ever tell you when enough is enough when you need to separate, when you need to file that that's, I would never tell someone that they need to do that. That's Mm -hmm. not my job. That's between you and the Lord, but boy, having a good Christian counselor to help you think through, what do I do? Cause I, I can't live this way anymore that you, you need that sort of help and assistance. We have some amazing counselors here at Focus on the Family. We do, and uh, they, they take a lot of phone calls. <laughs> I mean, they do. They do. It's, a, it's a complimentary 30-minute uh, call when you, when you check in with them. So reach out to us. Uh, the phone number is in the episode notes. Reach out and schedule a time and, and, and just unload some of the challenges that you're dealing with and start working on you And uh, if you're feeling like the light is gone, it's broken forever, don't give up yet. Uh, Ask about Hope Restored, our marriage intensives. Four days, three different locations that you can go to now, and uh, and more on the way, we hope. And if you're able to, if you're not in a bad spot, but you've been listening thinking, I know somebody, then let me ask you to contribute as you can to the work of Focus on the Family. We make resources available. We have Uh, This Marriage Intensive, Hope Restored, we have events. We've got a lot of great things to help couples. Uh, That counseling team, it all takes money. And so we value your financial donation to help couples. And when you join the support team, we'll send 
a copy of I Don't Want a Divorce by Dr. David Clark as our thank you gift. All the details are in the episode notes. Well, next time, more from Dr. David Clark. And for now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the rest of the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.